folks, this is episode number 27, and I would like my guest to please introduce himself and tell us a little bit about your ministry story. Hi, I'm Garth Holmes um, with New Media Motion. My ministry story is I've uh, been saved since I was about five, I'm currently attending a church that was recently planted in HRM. Um, husband for 10 and a half years to my wife, Lee, and we have uh, two daughters. Uh, the oldest one is four, the youngest one is one, so it's uh, kind of busy around here. And now we have another baby on the way in 2014, so it's going to get even busier. Uh, we're in Lawrencetown, Nova Scotia, probably about uh, 35 minutes or so west of uh, David along the coast. Yeah, I've been uh, in video production since uh, 2003. Uh, started producing TV programs then for a church in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, and uh, did that for about 10 years. So for over a decade, I've uh, been involved with uh, not only media production and broadcast, but also with uh, web and print and things like that. So lots of, uh, lots of things have uh, been going on the last 10 years or so. And uh, since April 2013, I've been focusing on uh, freelance video production. Now, half my business uh, still includes uh, web design and uh, social media management, but um, starting to uh, focus on the uh, the video side of things. As uh, we'll get into that later on in this uh, podcast. Uh, interestingly enough, though, uh, I was just thinking about this today, David. I, I registered New Media Motion, the business name, back in April, no, March of two thousand and one. And I did that because I thought that flash animation and websites with motion were the way of the future. And so I, I didn't abandon the business. I've always done some work on the sides. Um, but here I am 12 years later fulfilling that vision, except it's not about uh, an animated website as much as it is actual video. And the neat thing is, is um, I'm not a big fan of flash, but you know what? Uh, most of the video players today are still actually flash based. So, I guess it wasn't uh, too far off. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And and to just uh, adhere to some levels of transparency, Garth and I have worked together as uh, as sort of co-collaborators on a number of projects. So just so people realize that um, you know we have a friendship, but we also have a working relationship. And so I always like to keep that transparency at, at you know at the forefront, so people don't think that uh, you know I'm trying to promote something that uh, I don't believe in. And, and I do believe, uh, you know, the, the pro process with which Garth has, has kind of evolved in his business has really not been that much different than what I've gone through in my own. So it's been fun to have a subcontractor to work with that has a specialty in video and, and some web coding and, and design and such. So glad to have you on the show today, Garth. Thank you. Um, the main reason I wanted Garth to be a part of this conversation is that the reality is the motion that we're talking about, that he was even talking about back in 2001, is that the you know video has evolved in such an incredibly powerful way through the way technology is accessible for people, both on the web, in mobile applications, in, uh, in smartphones and tablets, all of that, that I think it's very important for churches to realize how important video really is. So what I really wanted to do is 
maybe we, you can start, Garth, with just giving us a little bit of background on your opinion of why video is so important today on the web and why it's so important for churches. Well, that's a loaded question, but you see, compared to conventional uh, marketing and communication methods, you know, mainly electronic and print media, what it comes down to today is that people now prefer video over text and images. And it's an increasing trend across the board. And in today's busy society, you know, we have to find ways to find, we have to find ways to effectively communicate to people cutting through the noise. You know, everyone's bombarded in every channel. I mean, whether it's TV or magazines or email, I mean, even email isn't what it used to be. I mean, your inbox is so cluttered and all these things you've subscribed to over the years. I mean, so this is our challenge today is uh, cutting through all that clutter and noise. Um, in less than a month, it's going to be 2014, but uh, most of us are still communicating like it's 2004, right? And, you know, things have, things have changed a lot since then. It's a whole different world now, and, you know, people aren't paying attention to all these other methods, and they're overloaded, um, you know. When was the last time a lot of people watched TV commercials? You know, we don't even, uh, here in Lawrencetown, we have obviously cable and satellite capabilities, but we don't even have cable. We watch everything on Netflix, and I know that's old things, but, you know, we just have basic, you know, the basic channels and, and Netflix, and, you know, people are blocking out different uh, email marketing campaigns through spam filters and things, so... If we want to communicate our story, we need to get people's attention. And one way to do that is video. And, you know, it's the preferred method and people will watch a short video clip. Um, you know, there's still applications for, for longer videos and things like that, especially for churches, you know, posting sermons online and things like that. Or even if you have the rights to post um, your, your whole service and, and a way to record that. Um, but people will watch a short video long before they read through your whole website, you know, for instance, um, setting up a, a WordPress plugin, uh, just a couple days ago. And, um, I didn't completely understand what, what it offered. And so I watched the video, there was a short video clip. And so that's what I did. I, I watched the video before I read through all the information. And then they also had a video on how to set it up. And there was a particular way I didn't know how to configure it. And I watched the video. <laughs> <laughs> you know, before I read through the manual and read through all the frequently asked questions. And this is just the way things are going. And, you know, everybody, not, not everybody, but, you know, most people have smartphones now and they're also watching video on their smartphones as well. So, you know, people are glued to their phones and, you know, I don't necessarily agree to that, but that's, that's where they are. And so that's where we need to communicate our message and to, and to uh, tell our story. Well, and that's a really good point. And from a marketing perspective, the, the aspect of that that I kind of want to bring out is that, you know, to your point about people watching a short video as opposed to reading tons of text, even on, you know, to introduce your ministry on your website, whether it's on the homepage or some sort of an introduction to it inside this your site, people will get a lot more of the personality of the leadership, a lot more of the culture of the church, and a lot more of the um, passion that you have for people and for ministry by watching a short introductory video that you would create for your church than they will sitting there reading through your statement of faith. And, and you know, it's nice for them to know all the different ministries you have, 
Um, but they're not really necessarily interested at first glance in the bio of the pastor or the history of the church. What they're really interested in is what is your personality? What is your character? What is your culture? And that comes through so powerfully through the voice and the facial expressions of the leadership and any other things that you want to pack into that video that will help bring to life the actual ministry of, of the church. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, I completely agree. People are looking for that personal touch when they're going to a website. They, they you know, in, in today's day and age and through social media, people want to have that personal connection. You know, no longer is, you know, marketing and uh, communication so much a, a one-sided it's a it's a two-way communication now and so people are looking you know like if you post something on a facebook page or comment on youtube and no one gets back to you then you're probably not going to go back to that page or you know keep viewing videos on that channel necessarily right so it's a whole it's a whole different world today and the, the other neat thing too is when you start using video you're instantly recognized as uh, cutting edge or the leader um because not a lot of people are really effectively using video nowadays. So it gives people a whole different, um, I don't want to say they respect you more, but it definitely sets you apart from, from other people and other churches. Um, not that there's a competition. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that, but I'm just saying that if someone goes to your website and they see that you have a nice, you know, a lot of nicely done videos and you're communicating well, then they'd probably be more apt to uh, come check you out in person. Well, and that totally goes to the whole first impressions that you make, right? Like, so when when somebody first comes to a website, I always say within the first five seconds, and this stats prove this out, within the first five seconds, an immediate impression is made by the way your website is designed to the person who's viewing it, your branding, your logo, your the colors, you know, the contemporary nature of it, whatever it is, an immediate impression is made. Same thing happens with video. Like, if you can embed video either into your homepage or into your ministry somehow, it bring it gives that credibility to your ministry that you take it seriously, that you wanna you wanna communicate well and with excellence, and that always is gonna depend very much on the um, the budgets that a church might have, and and we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. But you know the reality is you can do a lot with video to sort of capture people's attention in a very you know creative and unique way. And, and show that you're serious about ministry. Yes, that's right. And the thing is, you know, in the upcoming years, um, if people don't, you know, if churches don't start using video to communicate their message, they're going to be left, um, they're going to be left behind. They're going to be out of touch with their congregation. You know, even the, um, you know, some people might say, well, the members of my congregation are older, but, you know, surprisingly, um, in our family dynamic, for for Lee and I, a lot of the older people in our families are the most active on Facebook, yeah, <laughs> and throughout social media, and a lot of the middle generation. I mean, yes, uh, they're active, but not as active as the as the seniors are, and you know, the the late fifties to you know seventies, kind of what the uh, the group I'm talking about. It's just it's it's amazing, you know. Just go through. Oh, look, Aunt So and So is on Facebook. That's awesome. You know, they're active every day. Yeah. Well, and what you're going to see too is you're going to see a convergence. It's happening already of all these different types of platforms kind of being melded into the same device or devices. So you know now you have 
web-enabled TV, and so you can get YouTube on your TV and Facebook and all this stuff. And as the technology continues to move forward, there, it's not going to be separated by you're only watching the web when you're on, on the uh, computer. You, you can get it everywhere. And now, now they even have what they call sort of the terminology of the day is the second screen, you know, people sitting there watching a TV program, yet having their iPad open in front of them. And, That's right. And, Yes. You know, being on Facebook and tweeting and doing whatever else while they're watching the TV program. So all this stuff is converging together and it's all going to basically become one conglomerate media anyway. Yes. So since we're talking about conglomerate media, let's just talk a little bit about statistics. But just, to, just to give people a sense for what's really happening. Now we're talking here in 2013, the end of the year, it's December, but you know, somebody could be watching this within the next few months even or even over the beauty of... Uh, recording something like this and posting on the web is that it's there as an archive for a while. But as of right now, the, in December, some of the statistics that we're able to pull out. Um, so when you do video, let, actually, before I go into stats, let's just talk about the power of something like YouTube and social media in the whole ability to uh, disseminate video. So, so um, I guess I, I guess where I come from, and you can probably give your opinion on this too, is from a marketing standpoint, <clears throat> YouTube is an incredible gift to the communication and marketing that a church wants to do because what it allows you to do is it gives you this huge channel to distribute your content in for free so you don't have to worry about hosting it, you don't have to worry about paying for bandwidth and downloads and, and the quality of the video is, is very, very high. And so, um, you know, I, I personally, from a marketing perspective, on a whole host of levels, am very keen and very supportive of what you get as a church if you utilize and integrate your video that you record into YouTube. What are your thoughts on YouTube specifically? I think YouTube is the way to go. I mean, there's different video platforms out there and years ago. I mean, Dave knows I was quite strong in a few of my opinions for some technical things. <laughs> <laughs> really? And, uh, I, I don't think you have strong opinions, do you? You know, I don't know. So, you know, I, I was I was against YouTube, actually, a couple of years ago. I didn't think it was the way to go. I thought that, you know, having your own video and embedding it on your own website was the way to go. That way you could brand it however you wanted it. Didn't, you know, you weren't sending people off to YouTube to get lost in the other videos. But now, I mean... It's all about, you know, things have shifted and it's about the whole social aspect as well of YouTube, you know, being able to comment, people being able to search. You know, surprisingly, YouTube is the number two search engine in the whole entire world because people will go to YouTube and they'll search for a problem. They'll search for a product. They'll search for a phrase and um, they'll watch video instead of searching Google. And, you know, in fact, too, um, surprisingly, um, I launched my website back in April, but I didn't really launch it, launch it until November and um, setting up all the different SEO uh, things. And uh, when you searched for new media motion a week ago, my videos were higher ranked than my website was. <laughs> so, well, you know, it, it's just, there's just, there's so many benefits to YouTube now and to be able to um, upload 1080p high def video and it streams it instantly. You don't have, like David said, you don't have to host it. You don't. You're not responsible for all the bandwidth. I mean, this is this is huge. I mean, if you had a video that, you know, went viral and there's thousands and thousands of people viewing it, I mean, you're hosting 
platform would probably be shut down. <laughs> you know, you'd go over your bandwidth allotment quite quite quickly. So it's just it, it's it's amazing and it's free. And when you look at what you can pay to um, to broadcast on a television station, and the potential viewership of YouTube is far greater than any television station probably in the world. It, it's a no-brainer. It's it's huge. It's a huge ministry tool for 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 any ministry. Absolutely, I can't agree with that any more uh, emphatically. Like the the truth is that YouTube itself is the modern day TV channel. The it is the leading channel. So you know you can watch all the TV you want on you know Fox or NBC or ABC or what any of these outlets. But the reality is nothing has more viewers. And and at the convenience of the viewer than than YouTube. And the interesting thing is what YouTube is kind of tapped into from a marketing perspective is they because they offer it free, they plug in their own ads and they kind of force you to watch them at various points, which in some levels is a little bit annoying and you actually have to click them out. But the truth is, is that's how they're making money and they're making money off of hundreds of millions of people at a time as opposed to, you know, like you said earlier, people are blocking out the commercials that they have on TV by by recording things on DVRs and such. Yes. So let's just look at a couple of these stats because this these actually blow my mind. So <laughs> as of as of uh, November 2013, there are more than one billion unique users of YouTube each month. That's huge. <laughs> like, no one can even compete with that. I mean, there's what 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 can you say? And so I guess what you can say is, why wouldn't you want to be on the channel that you can be on for free that has billions of viewers, you know, that that you can access? There are over six billion hours of video watched each month on YouTube. Six billion hours, and that's fifty percent more than last year. So what what is that telling us? It's telling us tons of people are watching video, and tons of people are jumping on the bandwagon, so to speak. There's more, as more of these mobile devices become, uh, you know, distributed throughout the world, people buying smartphones and such, more people internationally are watching video. 50% jump in viewership in one year is crazy. Um, and then from an uploading standpoint, there are 100 hours of video uploaded to YouTube every minute. Every minute, 100 hours. Like, I can't even, I can't even fathom that. Uh, and then the, the whole thing about really everybody often thinks that YouTube is US centric, but 80% of the viewership on YouTube is outside of the US, which t totally makes sense. It's all Canadians, probably. <laughs> yeah, 70% yeah, of that's Canadians, yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, let, let, let's just talk about um, the length of a video. So most of the videos that people are watching on YouTube are shorter videos. Do you have any thoughts yourself? And, and this is a question or a statement that we didn't really talk about in advance. But as you sit there and you think about giving advice to a church leader on what type of video to create, how long does the length of the video impact the viewership? What are your thoughts? The length of the video totally impacts the viewership. I mean, even for myself, you know, if I'm looking for a video, like, like for instance, when I was looking, um, my, my example earlier about the, uh, WordPress, the, uh, WordPress plugin video, 
if it was too long, I would have never clicked on it. <laughs> so a lot of people will go to your website. And if you have a five minute introduction on the main page, they're just going to click through a few pages, maybe and then go some results. Um, now, if it's a video of, you know, the, the message from Sunday, I mean, that's, that's a whole different ball game. I mean, that's, you know, people aren't necessarily going to determine that they're going to watch it or not based on the length. It's probably going to be more tied into the topic or, you know, if it catches their interest or not. But no, I mean, um, I would say most promotional videos or a video on the front page should be anywhere from a minute to two minutes, three minutes if you're, if it's very interesting and very well done. But, you know, after a couple of minutes, people, they, they lose interest. It's just that's the way they're wired right now. And this is what they've come to expect because it's, it's this whole, you know, society. They just want to be entertained right now. Absolutely. Attention span is really short and you need, and people do it. I do it. I'm sure you do it. And most of the people that are watching or listening to this probably do it. When you see a video at first, if you look at it and you go, oh, it's a minute and a half or two minutes, you'll say, yeah, I'll invest my time in that. But if you see 20 minutes, 25 minutes, you go, oh, I don't have enough time to watch that now. <laughs> but then you'll still sit there and watch five two minute videos anyway. So the next thing you know, you, you've done is you've spent 10, 15 minutes watching YouTube videos when you thought you didn't have 10 to 20 minutes to do that. But so it's all psychological, but the stats prove it out too. Like um, I don't actually have those handy right now, but research shows that videos that are less than two minutes in length get more complete um, viewing, viewing. So people will sit through the entire thing as opposed to ones that are longer than that. So I, I always say to a client, you're better off to create two or three minute and a half videos than try to jam. Yes, that's right. Um, let's just talk about how this whole side of video integrates into uh, the stats of social media. So you mentioned it a little bit earlier. Um, you found some stats. Do you want to share anything about, you know, the, the size of the platforms as, as they <coughs> currently today? Sure. Um, well, you see, YouTube not only is huge, but all these other social media networks are also huge. And this, see, this is the beautiful thing about YouTube is once you upload a video to YouTube, you can embed it on your website and you can share it through any social media channel. It's just like sharing any type of web page. So when you look at the social media stats, you know, Facebook has um, the last stats in December that we found were 1.19 billion active monthly users. That's huge. Yeah. No, when you share a video on Facebook, yes, it's not going out to 1.19 billion people necessarily. It's going out to the people on your uh, Facebook page or the people on your, on your friends list. Um, but still the, the potential is, is there, you know, people are on Facebook and uh, there was another stat too. 72% of adults use social networking sites. <laughs> that's, that's wild. You know, so three quarters of your target audience is on social media sites. They're, they're on there right now, potentially, you know, you, you know, and I, I agree. And what's interesting is sometimes I've had, church leaders say to me, yeah, but our church itself isn't like the the norm. And we, fewer of our people are actually using Facebook. Or, and, and, and I would challenge that because, as you said before, like I look at 
you know, all the people that I know that are over 50 years of age that are using social media, the grandmas and grandpas, because they want to stay connected to their grandchildren um, that are using things like Skype and using things like Google Plus Hangouts for doing video calling. I mean, this is the reality, whether you're in touch with it or not, and it's only going to increase, right? Yes, that's right. You see, the other thing is, I mean, it's not necessarily that, you know, the older generation wanted to embrace this is that they've had to, if they want to communicate with the younger generation. I mean, I'm not a lover of Facebook. I mean, I don't, I don't really like it that much, but the reality is a lot of people I communicate with on Facebook, that's the only way I can get their attention and communicate with them. You can send them emails. They won't respond to you, but I can send them a Facebook message and they'll get right back to me. That's because they're glued to their phone, you know? Mm -hmm. um, you know, another way is, you know, text messaging. That's a whole other topic. But, you know, this is just the way, you know, it's communication has, has shifted. You know, Google Plus, who everyone thought was nothing and really isn't that active in Atlantic Canada, but there's over 550 million active users on that. You know, Twitter has, you know, 232 active accounts, not just spam accounts, but actually active ones. And LinkedIn has over 200 million users. So when you upload your video to YouTube, you have access to share it on all these other social media networks as well. And it's, it's, it's phenomenal. The, you know, to have that ability to share it for free, you know, and have all these people, you know, it's right at their fingertips. It's, it's amazing. And like you said, David, you know, people don't want to watch things on a schedule. That's why they have, you know, DVRs and PVRs. They want to record it and watch it when they can. And this is what YouTube is catering to. You can watch what you want when you want to, when you're free. And, and that, that, and then the reality is, is that people can then, when somebody comes across something, this is the whole, what is termed viral nature of social media is when somebody comes across a video, like, and we've all seen it. If you've been, you know, in any electronic media at all in the last few years, when people discover an, an interesting video to themselves, whether they think it's funny or whether they think it's, you know, got a great message or it's emotional or whatever the, the aspect is, they share it all the time. And that's how it gets shared from one person to another person to another person. And it just starts to spread. I mean, you look at something absolutely ridiculous, the sort of the hot video of the year this year is what does the fox say? Now, this is the <laughs> most insane music video out there, but it's fun. It's funny on one level and it's absolutely stupid on another level, but it has hundreds of millions of views because people see it and show it and see it and show it and share it and, 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 you know, I'm not saying that's going to happen to a church likely, but but I guess the reason I bring that up is uh, sort of the creativity side of it. If you can do something that's creative, that's outside of the expectation or the norm, then people see it and they go, oh, that's cool. I want to share that with my friends. And so I think really what it is, is, is a challenge. These media types and outlets give the church uh, sort of the challenge of how can we utilize our creativity to get our message out and quite often churches have kind of stayed in the background the last few years and not tried to up the the ante so to speak on on bringing forth creativity but this is a real challenge to churches to be more creative and doing it in video is a is a perfect uh, sort of venue to do that in yes that's right the other thing that you just uh mentioned is it also gives uh, your congregation an avenue to share your message 
you know, there's, it's very powerful. You know, um, people will go somewhere based on their friends' recommendations far before they, you know, just stumble across, you know, like that's, that's invaluable. And that's what social media is, you know, revolving around right now is, you know, you're not just going out and necessarily searching for a church, but you're being recommended to go to a church and you, you know, you trust your friends and you're like, wow, that's, that's pretty interesting. And then it gives them something to share. And, um, like I was, well, what what I was going to say is that that's actually a kind of a good segue into what are the types of video that a church could create or could ways that they can utilize YouTube or, or video online to, to get their message out. So let's talk about that because that's where the sharing comes in. So you're, you're creating video, not just to archive all this great content, though you could like uh, with your Sunday morning message. But what you can do is you can do things that are a little bit more um, sort of uh, creative in trying to connect with people outside of your church and give your congregation some tools to, to sort of, for lack of better terms, to invite people through these social network channels that they're already in. So let's talk a bit, bit about that. So do you have a couple of suggestions that you want to put forward? Sure, there's all kinds of things they can use video for. Um, we use well, we uh, recently we just uh, had a, a promotion on for uh, Christmas invite videos. You know, it's a perfect way to invite um, your congregation and also for your congregation to share the video to invite their friends and their family and the, and the whole community. Uh, you could do an uh, uh, Easter invite video. Uh, with special series or conference, you know, you can post your Sunday sermons online onto YouTube. Um, you could do follow-up. I mean, you could even do uh, like Q and A's. Um, a lot of things I recommend businesses to do, but I mean, you could do this for your church too, is um, convert your frequently asked questions into videos, you know, just take your top five frequently asked questions and answer them through through video you know so it could be a frequently asked question about your church you know like what's the um what should i expect on a sunday morning or you know what do you offer for a children ministry i mean you could do videos on that um follow up the sunday sermons testimonials how your church has been used by god to impact um, their lives personally i mean testimonial videos are very very powerful because not only are you using video but you're also um giving people an avenue to, to connect personally with people in your congregation and to get that personal connection. Um, yeah, and really what that does is it really opens up the community more. So quite often when churches are using video up to this point, it's the pastor who's the face and the voice of the church or some, some key leadership within the church. But when you start doing uh, testimonials of how people's lives were genuinely impacted, what you're really doing is you're having you're bringing forth their story, their spiritual story, and it gives people a chance to share how God has worked in their lives and or God has worked through this particular church in their lives and in their family. And what that does is it, it, it it's really the best testimonial for somebody who's looking from the outside. So, for example, er, earlier on in this uh, conversation, you said something about, you know, people check out products or, or, or reviews online uh, before they go and purchase and or or if they're looking to do some research well the reality is people do do research on churches as well and so when people can see not only the things like you're talking about about what they can expect on a sunday morning but when they can hear the story of how you know the amazing things that god has done in individual people's lives that are real people 
living real lives in in this community and and they can hear their story i think there is nothing more spiritually powerful than having a short testimonial of god's effect and change in in, in life change in people's lives i think that's that's an amazing way to use video yes that's right and god's no respecter of persons so once you realize that and you can see what god's done in other people's lives and you know he's going to do it in your life too so it's an, it's an awesome awesome way to connect with people and the other thing is too you know doing updates you know you can have a video on a mission uh, trip or on concerts um different events that your church may hold throughout the year no it, there's there's so so many ways that you can communicate through video for your for your church it's it's amazing it really is limited only to your creativity and um and and now the reality is when you do video it does there's sort of two ways you can do it. it but it does require a little bit of planning so like even to do a podcast like this it takes a little bit of planning to think about well what are we actually going to talk about what are some of what's some of the structure uh, when you're trying to create a video uh, that you want to use in a promotional sort of way whether it's recording somebody's testimonial or whether to give an introduction or welcome from the pastor or whatever, you do need to spend a little bit of time on that. If it's somebody just shooting a clip of a concert that's happening at your church, then or or something that's happening in the moment at an, on a missions trip, that's a lot less scripted um, and there's a lot less planning involved in it. But let's just talk real quickly. Like this, <laughs> the fun part about this topic is, I guess I overestimated how much we could talk about this because. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure exactly how long we've been going, but it's been over half an hour now. And so the reality is, is that, you know, I think we've driven home the value and importance of it. Maybe what we almost need to do is have a secondary conversation on the, 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 the different stylings and, and structure of creating video. But there's really the two ways, people doing self homemade video versus professional video. And so in a short little uh discussion what, what what is sort of your take garth on why you would do one over the other and when well yeah there's a few different ways we can approach this but mainly for videos that are on your front page um, promotional clips um, things um, like invites those are things that you most definitely want to have done professionally um, you want those videos that you're advertising and, you know, sharing with the public. Uh, you, you, you want those to have a professional look and feel. I mean, they're they're representing your church. You want those to be top quality. Um, videos that are testimonials, uh, videos of events, you know, clips of events, um, videos shot on location, you know, for short announcements and things like that, like a missions trip update. I mean, those would be perfect examples for things that can be shot yourself, you know, or be an amateur video or whatever you want to call it. Um, especially for videos that are shared only on social media. I mean, those are perfect to be shot your, yourself or in-house. It's just, you know, people don't expect a high quality video. You know, like for instance, if you're going through Twitter or on Facebook and it's a video that someone shot themselves, you don't expect it to be, you know, this high quality professional video, you know, in fact, in times like that, it's almost better to have an amateur video <laughs> because it's something that people can connect with. You know, it's, it's that personal connection, but you know, in, in invite videos, videos on your website, you definitely want those to have a professional look and feel and to represent your church the best that you possibly can. Yeah. And I guess from a, from a video production standpoint, you can produce a lot yourself in house. 
um, just off of like any video cam, like every smartphone has a video camera built into it now, or you can get slightly upgraded ones. But the truth is there is a pot, a really powerful side to taking a little bit of budget money and spending it to get a professionally shot video done for a Christmas invite, for a special series, or for, you know, ways that you want to kind of, it's not like you're creating a commercial, but you kind of are. It's the, it's the new modern day version of commercials. And you don't need to spend tens of thousands of dollars to make that happen, but you do need to budget a little bit of money so that you can make that polish. Because the professional guy that comes in, guy or gal that comes in to shoot the video, um, brings in the lights and brings in the proper camera and does a lot of editing behind the scenes that most people don't realize happens. And even the, the simple thing of laying over soft music over it just to make it warmer and, and stronger that way is important. And, um, you know, uh, the, the side from a marketing standpoint that takes a lot more time than most people think too is even just writing the script and, and giving some thought to what is it exactly that I want to say and set, so that I can say it very clearly and very succinctly with a very powerful call to action all within a minute and a half. And that sounds like it wouldn't be that big a deal, but it is a lot harder than most people. Yeah, it's one of the hardest parts of video work is uh, crafting that script. You're right. Yeah, because most people, when I first work with them and I say, well, write down what you think you want to say, it always ends up being two to three times as long as what it really should be. And then, then we really need to work hard together to try to narrow that down to make it very, very clear. And the most important thing, whether you're shooting a video professionally or whether you're shooting it as a, as a, as a personal one, if you're trying to accomplish something other than just letting people know about your church, you do want to have a call to action in it at the end. So once people have watched it and they've connected with you and your ministry, what is it you want them to do? It can be as simple as go to our website to check out more information and you give them the website. It might be an invite where you are actually asking them, so come on, join us on Christmas Eve for our Christmas Eve service or, or you know, download a special report that we're giving out or come watch our testimonial videos of people whose lives have been changed. Whatever it is, you want to drive people to another action. You don't want them to just watch and then move on to something else and watch some crazy cat video. That's right. The cat videos are actually quite popular on YouTube. So yeah. actually using a cat in your video actually might increase your views. <laughs> but, but you're right. You don't, you, you don't just want them to bounce off and go some results. And this is one of the saddest things I see with a lot of videos that are done. Some churches and organizations have awesome videos and there is no call to action. In fact, the, David sent me a, it was a, it was a, some sort of hunting organization video <laughs> and uh there was no call to action it was this video that must have cost tens and tens of thousands of dollars and it was a well done video but it had no call to action really and it, it was you know I, I you know i can't even fathom spending that much money and not getting anything out of it <laughs> so. yeah so when, when you're when you've gone through to create especially when you've created one that is a professionally done one if you've had that captive audience for a period of time, whether it be two minutes or five minutes, the reality is you absolutely want them to do something. You created this to get your information out, but you actually want them to do something. You want them to come, you want them to donate, you want them to, to you know, go, go a next step. What is the next step you want? And that is critical. Yeah, I mean, um, even if the next step is only subscribing to your YouTube channel so they get further, you know, updates, you know, I mean, anything, you know. Absolutely. To absolutely. connect with them. 
Um, I'll have to do a whole other podcast on the importance and analytics and the sort of the feedback that you get because um, I don't want to spend more time talking about that now. So uh, let, let's wrap this up, Garth. This has been an awesome conversation. I hope it's been valuable to everyone who's been watching and listening. Um, as we go, why don't you just give um, sort of the points of, of call, so to speak, of where someone could connect with you if they wanted to connect with you via social channels after this call. Um, the easiest way to connect with me and all my information is on my website at uh, newmediamotion.com. In fact, I'm just realizing now that my Hangout toolbox has not been open. It's my website address at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, the whole call, you missed the opportunity for the call. That That's right. Anyways, it's newmediamotion.com. Uh, you can also reach me on Twitter at uh, my, my Twitter username is Garth Holmes. I'm also on Google Plus at uh, Plus Garth Holmes, so it's it's quite easy to uh, to reach me. Yeah, and I'll put the uh, contact information for you in the show notes and in the YouTube description, so that people can link over and connect with you right away. I want to appreciate uh, very much the time that you've given us today, and uh, we'll have to do this again to talk more because there's lots more to talk about. Yes, there is. Thank you very much for the opportunity, David. And yeah, see, now you can see my uh, contact information at the very end of the video. Perfect. So it was a good uh, example of uh, not falling through with the call of action. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your time, appreciate your insights, and uh, thanks a lot, Garth. Appreciate it. Thank you, David.